have a hot take for you. Give me your hot take all over my face, baby. Karma is a bunch of fucking BS, let me tell you. No, it, it is, 100%. You're completely right. God. So I got a little story for you. This happened, uh, uh, I think it was the day we recorded the last one, but uh, I didn't get around to telling it. So, you know, I don't, I'm not a big believer in karma, but, you know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the right thing anyway. Um, I gotta say, like, just as, as a side note, um, yeah. because I hear this argument a lot um, from super religious people, like, this is, a, this is an argument that um, Steve Harvey, of all people, who is a total shitbag, bring up brings up all the time he's like if you if you don't if you don't believe in the bible then how can you tell what's right from wrong and it's like because i'm not a fucking asshole that's how right right you just you, you don't have to read a bible or believe in god to know not to be a dick yeah you can still have a moral compass and not be a bible thumper Right, like that. That dude is a is is mad religious and has cheated on multiple wives. Like, is the Bible really telling him right from wrong there? Yeah, for real. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, but but that that's my side note. Back to your story. Okay, so I'm in one of my accounts uh, for work, and um, it's a drugstore, so it's got you know a pretty small parking lot. Not a lot, not a lot of cars in it. You know, it's not like I'm in a big grocery store that's got, you know, like 200 cars in the parking lot. There were maybe like 10. So I, uh, I go in and, um, I needed to walk in the back room, uh, check, see if I had any back stock back there that needed to come out, uh, before I, before I put in an order for what they needed. Um, and at this particular drug chain, um, they have an alarm on their back door. Okay. And there's a keypad. Uh, some of them just gave me the, the passcode like forever ago. So I'll just punch it in and go back. This one did not. So um, I saw the little red light was on. So I walk up front to the cashier, uh, the only employee that I saw, to uh, ask if I could get let in the back. So while I'm standing there waiting, um, while while she's uh, while she's ringing a customer up, I look and I see a five dollar bill on the ground, and my thought is, this isn't mine. I'll pick it up and give it to the cashier. So logical line of thinking. Yeah. So I pick it up. I wait. The person leaves. I, uh, I go up to the cashier and I say, you know, um, first of all, I, I found this $5 in the ground. I just wanted to give it to you. And she says, Oh, thank you. And then I let her know that I'm a vendor and I'd like to get, uh, into the stock room. So she goes back. She lets me in literally not even three minutes later. I hear over the PA would the owner of a black Ford fusion, please come to the front. And my granted, it is a popular car, but again, super, super small parking lot. So, uh, I just let out a sigh and put my head down and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is. Sure as shit. Someone backed into me in the fucking parking lot. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, they were a good person. So maybe that's maybe that's where the karma came in and they at least uh, owned up to the fact and didn't just drive off like a like a Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> can we can we start that? Can that be kind of? I, I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally I'm all good with that. Let's let's start referring to shitbags as Steve Harvey's. I'm I'm so for it. 
Okay, nice. Let's fucking go. God, I'm glad we got a I'm glad we got something something good out of this story. Um but yeah, at least at least the uh the person who hit me uh like owned up to it and we exchanged information and everything. So, um I uh I got to wait and find out what uh what the insurance is going to do about that, but um yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of pissed off at the time and I was like, damn it, I should have just kept that five dollars. <laughs> but no, I, I I still wouldn't have done that. I just thought yeah. that was that was like really ironic that within like like it was definitely less than five minutes of me finding and turning in money that my car gets hit in the parking lot. Yeah, that's a big F, my brother. Yeah, so there, there you go. There's my, uh, there's my take on karma. Karma is apparently not a bitch. It just doesn't exist. No, I've like the you. All you have to do is look at, you know, the lives of CEOs to know that karma is bullshit. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, welcome to Break Home Nacho Seventy Eight, a podcast that is guaranteed to increase your karma level just by listening oh absolutely give you that that gamer energy yeah um speaking of of vehicles i got uh i went and took my car in for an oil change uh like a couple weeks ago okay and uh i always i don't know like I don't know if anyone, I'm sure other people do this. I I have this thing where I'm like, I know every time I go to a new mechanic or even a returning mechanic, they're going to give me this laundry list of shit that is wrong with my car. So the, because my car is super old and, and pretty, pretty, pretty fucked, you know? So I kind of do this thing before I go to the mechanic to get an oil change where I like do some maintenance on my car for them. So they don't, like think I'm not taking care of my car. Like I'll, I'll go to the gas station and I'll get, I'll get like air into my tires make sure they're all good on their pressure levels. I'll check all my fluids, make sure they're good. Like I know full well that if I give them my car, they're going to do those things for me, but I don't want them thinking I'm not taking care of my car even because I I know they're going to tell me how shit it is. And so I want to make it look like I'm taking better care of it than I am. Okay. That's fair. So I don't know if anyone else does that, but that's what I do. And sure enough, I, I give him my car, you know, oil change. Uh, I asked him to, to take a look at my AC because it wasn't pumping on hot, hot air. I was pretty sure it just needs a, a recharge. I was right about that. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, y- you know, they offered to do a, a tire rotation just as included with the, of the oil change. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so I, I come back a couple days, a couple hours later. And, he, and exactly what I said, this guy gave me a fucking long list of reasons my car is fucked he's like you know your car is probably good through the summer but i'd be thinking about getting a new one before the winter my my dude like and, and then he tells me like we were unable to rotate your tires because the 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 bolts are so rusted on that if we try to take them off they might snap so that's awesome Oof, yeah that that one uh that that's kind of a problem because if you get a flat tire you're kind of fucked yeah, they, yeah, it's not it's not great, but it you know, it's just again, it's just another of a long list of things that aren't great about my car. It's not in the best shape, <laughs> you know, and I'm aware of that. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it, you know, uh, in response to his like. His, his 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 him saying that, like, he doesn't think my car lasts the winter, he, like he's a very knowledgeable mechanic, and I'm sure that. He's very correct, but at the same time, like I've been driving my car for a long time. I've been having people tell me it's on its last legs for a long time. Yeah, man. I, there's that. There's that part of me that, like, I know my car better than him, even though he's a mechanic and he knows cars better than I do. Like, I, I, I don't think my car is gonna crap out in the middle of winter. I'm sure there's a really high chance that it will. I just don't think it will. Yeah, man, you just at this point, just 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 run that girl into the ground. Yeah, well, there's one of two things needs to happen before I'll consider getting a new car right now. Um, The first is that 
I move out of my current apartment into a cheaper one because my current apartment is too expensive and I hate it anyway. So when my lease is up, I want to move to a new apartment and I want to hopefully find a cheaper place. Okay. Uh, or, or I need to uh, uh, pay off some debt that I accrued from moving, which I'm making good progress on doing, but it's still going to be a bit before it's like paid off. So that's, that's kind of my stance on it. Like, yeah, I know my car is fucked. Yeah, I know I need a new one. I've known both those things for a long time. I'm, I, I, I am very aware that it's a problem I need to deal with, but it's not one that I'm going to deal with until like either it needs to be deal, dealt with or it's convenient to deal with it. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. Um, before I, before I started leasing my vehicles, I was, I was the exact same way. Like I would go in and get like, you know, whatever, an oil change or I don't know, something else minor done. And they, they would, you know, give me that like, eight page list of things that needed to be replaced. And, you know, it ended up totaling like three times what, what my, uh, what my, my truck was worth. So it was like, yeah, my dude, I'm just going to run this into the ground. It's really not worth it. Yeah. That's basically what I told the guy too. I was just straight up with them. I was like, yeah, I don't want to do any of that to my car. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> And a lot of it, too, is like he even told me like he suggested Paris and he was like, but I wouldn't do it. It's not worth it. And it's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, hearing hearing your story about him telling you that if they uh, if they try to take the lug nuts off to rotate your tires, that it it might like break off. Um, during one of the. Uh, <laughs> During one of the many, many times that our our old manager, Carissa, got a flat tire, um, she she wasn't able to get the lug nut off that I blame on on user error, not a hundred percent, a hundred percent, not so much the actual vehicle itself, but um, apparently in an effort to try to get it off, she was like standing and jumping on the lug wrench that's an easy way to break the bolts <laughs> or the, the 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 tire iron i guess um yeah and she she for sure snapped at least one if not two of the bolts off of uh off of her wheel yeah that's yeah that sounds about right that yeah sounds about right yeah and the thing is, like with a flat tire, like I I'm almost positive that like basically everyone's car insurance covers like roadside tire change. Like you just got to like call them up and wait for a tow truck to come, which isn't convenient. But if you're in a Carissa situation, like. Fuck it, just call that number and. Have someone come out and change it for you. Like they'll put that spare on. Uh, They're better than it than you are. Most likely. Although on the, on the flip you, side, like, are a mechanic. if she really did have as many flat tires as she claimed, she should have been like a goddamn NASCAR pit crew at changing those things. True. That's very true. She, uh, she had plenty of, ex- of uh, chances to form that experience. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the time that she uh, got how many times do you think she said she had a flat tire? It had to be like five or six at least. I think that's being optimistic. Yeah. And I remember one time she said that she couldn't come in because she had two flat tires. <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. What did you say at, at the same time? Um. To be fair, one time I did, um, God, I was coming back. This was probably, I don't know, eight years ago, I'll say. Um, I was coming back from uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend in Chicago. Uh, It was like Sunday night and I had to work on Monday. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. I want to say we were like into indiana almost back into michigan 
and uh, sure as shit hit a pothole and did in fact get two flat tires. Um, so it 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 is entirely possible. Um, but uh, it is not very likely. Don't trust her. I just don't trust that it happened to her per se. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no way in hell that happened to her. She just she just didn't want to come to work that day. That's my take on the uh, the tire tire changing situation. You know, actually, there's there is something else I want to say. You know, I'm a what's the word I'm looking for? I'm a fairly talkative person with with most. You're telling me with <laughs> yeah, right with uh, a. <laughs> With a fair amount of strangers that I come in contact with, you know, like if I can strike up a conversation with someone and I got nothing better to do, fine. But getting my oil change is the one time that I become like the world's biggest introvert. And for that reason, I've been going to the exact same place to get my oil change for like. God, probably like five years now, because yeah. that way I can just go there. And if they ask me like, oh, do you want the full synthetic or the synthetic blend? I'll just be like, just give me what I got last time. Or yeah, they've like stopped asking me and just automatically give me what I got last time. And I am 100 percent OK with that. That is not a decision I want to be pressured into making. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I know, like, it's much less of a thing than it used to be, but there's, like, this stigma surrounding mechanics where, like, they're going to try to rip you off, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 go, I go to Midas. Like, I go to this huge company that has, like, a really good reputation. I know that's not what's happening, but I'm always, like afraid that's gonna happen so i never want to like give off the era that i don't know a goddamn thing about my car even though i absolutely do not right right yeah so i'll never like i'll I'll, like listen to them intently and nod and smile as if i know what they're talking about and i won't ask a lot of clarifying questions and it's probably not a great way to deal with my car yeah i mean when uh when i got my last oil change i don't know it's been i don't know a month or so um they were like your your air filter's pretty dirty do you want us to change it and um i'm not super super mechanically inclined but i am i am definitely more mechanically inclined than most i have with the help of my dad, I've performed uh, uh, a, a full like brake job on on a vehicle. So I, I have a Where decent a idea brake job of, on me. Oh, a break room nachos <laughs> job. More like it. <laughs> um, God, that was really bad. Um, Thank you. No, but like. I, I, I can change an air filter like anybody can change an air filter. It's it's really not hard. It's there's a couple. I cl- did that before I moved. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's like if I if I can do it, anybody can do it. I, I fucking suck with cars. Yeah, it's like super easy. But um, there was one time also you can like just take a a vacuum hose to it and. Uh, get a decent amount of it cleaned out and get uh Maybe another oil's change worth out of it. But that that's that's another topic for another day in time. Um I went in once and they were like, your oil filter or your air filter is really dirty. You uh you need a change. And uh I was like, Well, you know, I'm here. Like, all right, yeah, like how much is it? And they wanted to charge me like goddamn 60 bucks for an for an air filter. And oh, hell no. Yeah. An air filter's like 10 or 15 bucks, probably. So, um, right. Like, yeah, char- charge me $50 for the 10 minutes this is going to take you. That's an overestimate, too. 
Yeah, yeah. That 10 minutes probably includes like driving to the store and going to get the air filter. Like it is it's about as hard as like filling your gas tank. It's really not hard at all. Right. Um so no, I I definitely opt not to get that one, but because I I do know what I'm talking about and even though it's more convenient because they've already got the hood popped open and they have the filter, that one, that's still not not worth it to me. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I I try to, like, do as much of my own car as I can, which is a very small amount. So, like, you know, I mentioned that my my car, my my AC wasn't 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 really pumping out any cold air and. That wasn't great right right at the start of the heat wave. I was really wanting that to get solved. So I was like, hey, can you guys look at my AC and see why I wasn't doing a thing? And I, I thought, I had a feeling it was just because it needed to be recharged. And I even like, I looked up a tutorial on it and it's like really easy to recharge an AC. But what they ended up doing, and it, it was really smart on their part, was like checking the AC was like the super expensive part, but then actually recharging it costs about as much as me just buying the can myself. And that's clearly intentional. That's oh, clearly yeah. so that like yeah that's clearly so that they so you know they don't have to get people scared away from doing that and i was like well this is still way more money than i wanted to spend and this is a repair i could have taken care of myself but i don't know that it that it only needs to be recharged i don't know enough about like my car to double check that so i was like fuck it yeah just if it's if it's if that's all it needs just do it and you know, it costs way more than it would have if I just done it myself. But at least now, like, I know for sure that there's nothing wrong with the AC. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And you've got AC for the rest of the summer, at least. So. Which, again, given the current, like, heat wave, I'm, I'm glad I did it when I did because it got worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the heat situation like in uh, in your neck, neck of the woods? It actually, like. It actually just like like just broke over the last couple of days. Like it's it's been down in like the like mid eighties over the past couple of days, but it was it was in like the the nineties to almost a hundred for like a solid week and a half, and it was pretty miserable. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been having like pretty pretty extreme heat here most of the summer. Like it's currently eighty five degrees, and it's I mean it's six o'clock. It's it's getting getting later on in the day um but uh the high tomorrow is like 95 it's gonna be uh it's gonna be roasty toasty here so Mm -hmm. not uh not at all looking forward to that one i can tell you oh yeah it's it's pretty rough I i feel bad for parts of the world that are less acclimated to it like i guess i guess it's been a real problem for the europeans because especially like the the british a lot of their homes don't have acs because they don't have heat waves like this as much yeah yeah so like i guess they're really struggling with it because they're ill-equipped for it it's it's like it's like texas dealing with the snow (laughs) right right yeah yeah, I've seen I've seen stories of like people passing out in Europe from the heat. People have died. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real thing. People die. Uh, but not Steve Harvey apparently. Nope. Um no karma karma should dictate that he he be gone from this earth. Yes. Um I'm glad you brought up uh, England. It it made me think of Europe in general. Um, got a little bit of news. Our uh, our boy Bradley is uh, with his family on vacation. Um, he's been there. I got I don't know probably a week already. Um, you know his his good old uh, parents Ty and Judy and his sister Emma. Um, and his, uh, his boyfriend, Anthony, uh, I think there might be a few other family members there and they, uh, they've spent some time in, in France, including Paris. Um, I believe today they went to Switzerland, which is where Bradley's family's from, but 
Bradley proposed to Anthony and they are engaged. So Oh, congrats. Yeah. So congrats to those two. Um, yeah, good old, good old Bradley getting, getting hitched. God, I still remember the days before he even came out. God, marrying a dude. Uh, I know. I know. That's, that's crazy to think about, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, what was the name of the girlfriend that he had? I think, was it something with an A? God, why can I not remember what the hell her name was? I totally, I can't remember at all. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, well. It, it's not important, but yeah. Yeah, remember Bradley, Bradley had a girlfriend when we first met him. Oh, the times they are a-changing. <laughs> so, it's the liberal state. Everybody's turning gay. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's that uh, it's that Buzz Lightyear the liberal movie. agenda. The Buzz Lightyear movie. What? Yeah. Didn't you hear about that? No. What are you talking about? Um, a bunch of a bunch of Steve Harvey's are getting like super, super butthurt over the Buzz Lightyear movie because uh I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't I don't know the exact situation, but um, I want to say Buzz Lightyear has like a female like sidekick or something in the movie. And um, she is, I don't know, married or at least partnered up with a female in a romantic aspect. And so a bunch of people lost their shit about Disney pushing like their gay, oh their gay agenda onto children. That's so it's it's so fucking you see that every time, every time something like that happens, it's it's got to be about pushing an agenda. But like, let's just toss the reverse card out. Why does why? Why does everybody have to push the straight agenda on the gays? Right. Exactly. You know, like. Why is it only an agenda when there's gay people in a movie? It's never an agenda when you have a straight main character married to his wife with two kids. You know, that, that's not an agenda. But when you have a, a, a woman married to a woman, that's an agenda. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just. Yeah, it's just a bunch of conservatives being conservatives. Bunch of bigots being bigots. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely I first learned about it from um uh like a Facebook post from someone I went to high school with and they were like we gave Buzz Lightyear a chance but now we're done we're done with Disney now. Like come on. Get over yourself. Let, uh, fucking fucking let them be done. Like who cares? They're, yeah. they're fucking stupid, you know. Um no, like, th- there's so much stupid crap like that. Like, um, did I talk about the, the One Piece live action movie on this podcast at some point? Um, I believe you mentioned that it was going to be a thing, but I don't, other, than that, so, other than that, I don't think you've given any kind of update. Well, so, so I, uh, it's not out yet, but um, they've slowly, you know, revealed more and more about it. You know, they've shown behind the scenes stuff. They revealed the cast and people are mad about certain parts of the cast. So like, for example, uh, and this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Um, there's a, there's a villain in one piece named Arlong and, uh, the, they cast a black actor to play Arlong and okay. people are mad about it. Okay. Now there, there are, there are multiple reasons why it's stupid to be mad about that. Number one, you should never be upset about, like a, a a production or an adaptation changing the race or sexual identity of a character unless that race or sexual identity is a part of their character, right? That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Like fucking, you know, yeah, like unless like their like that that part of their identity is somehow part of their overall an important part of their character, it doesn't matter. But it's especially stupid with Arlong for two reasons. <clears throat> okay. Number one. Arlong is a fish man. 
Fishmen in One Piece are a fish-human hybrid, and basically their existence in One Piece is largely an allegory for racism. Like they, like they are, they are constantly uh, uh, being like subjugated, subjugated and enslaved and discriminated against by humans in One Piece, and like a, a big part of the message of their existence is like this is fucked up and not okay. So. It's really stupid that people are mad for that reason, because literally fishmen exist to show people that racism is bad. So these people being butthurt that Arlong is black is stupid because they're being racist, right? Right. Absolutely. The second, even bigger reason that no one should be mad about this, Arlong's skin is blue. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's fucking blue. It doesn't matter what race plays him. Ugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid for people to be mad about that. Like, you're just being racist. Tell me you hate black people without telling me you hate black people. That's all I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really bad. <clears throat> wow. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That, oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say about that. Cause like I it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? Like it, it sounds fake. It sounds like I'm making it up. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not like what did you say the character's name is Arlong? Yeah. It's not like Arlong is known for being like a penis model and they're casting like a female. Like, you know, it's not an integral part of the character. Like Wow. Wow. Right. And that's that that's the funny thing the thing too. Like being a fishman is an integral part of Arlong's character. He is very like he he he's kind of like the product of that that fishman hatred in the One Piece universe. Like he because of how he was treated as a fishman hates humans and subjugates and enslaves humans as retaliation. So, you know, they couldn't take Arlong and make him a human. Because him being a fishman is an integral part of his character. Right. But he's, he's fucking blue, dude. Like, his, his skin color is not important to his character at all. Yeah. In fact, if any, it, it, it makes more sense to cast a minority to play that, that character. It does. It, it really does. Oh, wow. Wow. People are fucked, man. I know it. People are just. Uh, uh, okay. It drives me crazy that that people can be so unbelievably bigoted and just feel justified in that. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Where where did where did society go wrong? Uh, humans just want something to hate. Sometimes I think. There, there has to be that in, in, in our society for some reason. And for some reason, it's directed at one another. I guess I feel like to some extent, it's, it, it goes way back to like our evolutionary basis where, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're a societal species. We're, we're, we're a pack species. We grouped up to survive. And so anything that was not, us was potentially the enemy like those were predators or prey and so you know as as society progressed somehow that aspect of our mindset somehow stays like like that 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 thought process that if someone is different then they are the enemy i guess but with how far we've advanced Everybody should be well aware that that is not the case and that we're all we're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we've I think we've even discussed on the podcast like how far we've progressed as like a species is in in terms of like advancement in like technology in the last like 100 or so years. You know, we went from like riding horses to having you know electric cars and 
airplanes and going into space in, you know, a relatively short period of time in relation to, you know, like the human race or the world. And yet we still haven't progressed to the point where you look different than me. Hasn't hasn't automatically triggered like, well, I'm not just going to paint you as the enemy because you look different. Like, it's so absurd. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it, too, was. Or is that Steve Harvey, a lot of. Yes, it's all Steve Harvey's fault. (laughs) No, um, I think a a big part of it, too, is that throughout human history, a lot of human conflict was either based around that idea of like different equals bad, like the Civil War, you know, which was inarguably about slavery, no matter what anyone in the South tries to tell you. Right, right. They can say but it, also they can say it's about states' rights, but it was about states' rights to have slaves. So, like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, but the uh, but the other side of it is like how propaganda in the past played a part in you know gaining support for wars. Like, you go back to like look at World War II propaganda, and they had just horrible slander making out like the Japanese or the German as like demons. Like if you are Japanese or German, you are a demon by birth just so they could get more support for the war. And it's, it's like that is had such long-term detriments. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't paint people with that broad of a brush. Like, not all people in Germany were Nazis. Like, right, right. And I, I think it's unbelievable how well that kind of thing works because, you know, you should be able to look at your own people and say, well, I'm not like everybody else around me. So it doesn't make sense that everybody in another country is exactly the same. I, or, or everybody of a different race is exactly the same. I don't know how that kind of propaganda works, to be honest. I don't know how people fall for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And especially like I'm glad you brought up like the World War Two propaganda because. I mean, that is I mean, really outside of like. 9-11. That was pretty much or like, I guess, like the Revolutionary War, but that wasn't even like our own country at that time. But like Pearl Harbor being bombed was. It was that was at least an attack on like. American soil, granted, it wasn't a state at that time, Hawaii, but. Like, it's not like we were just like jumping into someone else's fight, like we at least had a reason, like I feel like everyone would have already been on board with that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know. People are fucked. I uh, think that that is like there there are are with anything there's upsides and downsides, right? Like there there are downsides to like the technological age and especially like the advent of the internet, but one of the things that I think is great about like the advent of the internet and the advent of like easily being able to communicate with people on the other side of the world is I think it's impossible for them to you know, create that kind of propaganda again, because there's so much transparency now. Like there there used to be, you know, back in like World War World War times, like there used to be like this complete control of information where the government could tell you, oh, every Japanese person wants to kill every American, but now those people have an easy have an easy voice and an easy way to reach across the waters and say, no, we don't. Right. Right. Yeah. So not uh not to defend that uh the propaganda back in the day but it um it's more understandable that people would believe it then yeah like you said with information and communication being being so much harder to uh 
like transmit to the masses. Um, like how hard, how hard would it have been for them to just pretend Pearl Harbor happened? Like, obviously we know that it did, but how hard would it have been for them to just pretend it happened and people would have just believed it because they would have, would have had no means by which to like easily look that up themselves, you know? Right. And especially because, um, not only because they couldn't look it up, but I mean, it was on Hawaii. Like, it was an island on the other side of the world. Like, Hawaii is so far from the mainland. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like New York City got bombed and, you know, people from New Jersey or Pennsylvania could be like, well, I'm going to go see for myself. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, that they, they had so much control over information like that. And over time, as technology has advanced and information has become more easily accessible, that that control has really been stripped away. And I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, a lot of the people who are in the, the camp of believing that, you know, like Disney has an agenda. um, you know, they also believe that the media is is censoring everything and playing into that same uh, that same agenda. But that that's a whole sure, but that's, that's a whole other issue. It's it's nearly impossible to convince them otherwise, because like there's just no way to prove that there's no there's no way to prove it. But at the same time, I think it's I th- we may have talked about this on a different podcast. Like it's unbelievable to believe the idea that a large enough group of people could all keep the same secret without it getting out like it just doesn't happen yeah yeah no like vid- video games get leaked all the time you know like shit gets leaked constantly there's there's there it's very hard to keep information private even on really simple things so yeah. when it comes to like yeah. major national news you're not just gonna you know have hundreds of people all agree to like fucking lie and it's gonna work there's going to be a whistleblower every time yeah yeah for sure um not not to interrupt i uh i don't know if this is being being picked up uh in our conversation and i don't know if you're gonna be able to hear it hear it uh on the cast at all uh because it it is it's not having uh it's not really picking it up that much, but the fucking demon spawns that live above me, the, the, I'll call them the new ones. They've only been there like maybe like two months. They are running around and jumping and making so much noise that even when I'm not talking, the microphone is picking up the sound of them jumping. Oh no. It is so fucking bad. And it's every goddamn day. I'm sorry, bro. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I can tell you I'm not hearing it, but Discord has a noise gate automatically, so it, that might be why. I I don't I really don't think you'll be able to uh to pick it up, but like just watching the the mic level, I can see it like just go up a tiny tiny bit when they're running around and it's I think that in itself is enough to uh, to give you an idea how loud it is. You should go up there and shoot them with guns. That really probably needs to happen. God damn. Probably doing the parents a favor, honestly. Yeah, right. Um, before we get uh, before we get too many weeks separated from the event, you had a you had a captain's kitchen a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It went really well. It did. Um, I I think I watched the entire thing. Maybe I came in like a minute or two after you started, but um, yeah, I watched most of it. You did a you did a nice job. Yeah, I made a, a mezzi rigatoni with uh, tomatoes and mozzarella. It was really good. Um, it was one of those, it, it was it was a dish that like a coworker told me about it and I was like, that sounds really fucking good. Even though it's like a ton of like just 
pota- like tomatoes in a dish, which I don't normally like, but it just sounded so good that I had to try it. And it, it fucking was. Um, it, it, it's like you, you have to you, you take Roma potatoes, peel them. T- um, t- tomatoes. Did I say potatoes? I always fucking do that. Um, you, you take Roma tomatoes and you peel them. You then um, uh, dice them up uh, and mix them with uh, 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 chopped herbs. Then you prepare pasta and you uh, uh, heat up some oil until it gets up to shimmering. And then you pour the hot oil over the tomatoes and mix it all together. And then you toss in some, uh, uh, some, some good old mozzarella balls. And it's, it was fucking fantastic. Like the oil did this incredible thing where it like drew out all this like incredible like tomato flavor. And it just had this incredible, like it was such a strong flavor and mixed with like the, the warm mozzarella. It was just, oh, it was so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really think I need to try that. Um, that looked pretty, pretty epic. And it wasn't that hard either. No, no. Um, yeah, like you could easily make that without a recipe and just kind of like eyeball the amounts. Um, oh, yeah, totally. So I uh, I might have to give that a try. And I'm I'm like you. I'm not someone who who really likes to eat just straight up tomatoes. But um, yeah, yeah, the way that it it all came together, I I think I would even eat that. So I might uh, I might have to give that a shot. Yeah, it was uh, I was really surprised by how how good it was. But um, yeah, and, and you know, I, I really had fun with like the peeling the tomatoes part because I've never peeled tomatoes before. So when I read that I needed to do that, I was like, that's going to be like a pain in the ass. I'm going to have to like get a knife and like peel the skin off and I'm going to have to be really careful not to like crush the insides. But then I then I like looked up like. Like how to peel tomatoes, because I want to make sure I was doing it in like the right way. And it turns out there's like there's a really easy way to do it. And the first time I read it, I was like, this is like a life hack. There's no way this works super well. But then every other source that I like looked to for how to peel tomatoes said to do this. And I was like, is it really that easy? All you have to do is boil some water, put the tomatoes uh, and put like a little a, a little uh, score on top of the tomatoes. So that's like it's like an X make sharp X shaped cut. Then you boil the potatoes for like one minute and then immediately move them into an ice bath for a bit and the skin will just fucking pull right off it's so it's so simple and it it was like kind of fun to do yeah yeah i mean i sat there and watched you do it with uh with two pounds of tomatoes and it didn't really take much effort on your part so it was super easy i was really surprised i was like i can't believe this is as easy as as it is yeah um so watching your captain's kitchen i um Oh, first of all, I need to uh, I need to bring up that I love how uh, you were like done and like wrapping it up and you would talk. Oh, you watched that part, too. (laughs) You had talked about how you had um, a a freezer full of like dessert. You had like like a couple things of ice cream and some cheesecake. And I was actually kind of bored. And. I suggested, why don't you eat a piece of cheesecake? And everybody else watching it, like, jumped in on that shit. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was funny. So, uh, a lot of the time, you know, if I don't get great viewership, then, uh, I've mentioned it before, like, streams are always a lot more fun when I have, like, a pretty good viewership going on yeah um it's just a lot more fun when there's a lot of people in chat participating in bits and stuff like that so if i'm playing a game and there aren't like a ton of viewers in it i'll just like you know if i if i if i'm done with the game like i'll just end the stream but a lot of the time if i finish a stream and the and the chat is still pretty active i'll just like stay on stream and keep chatting and i've had times where like i'll play the game for like i'll play the game for like three hours and then i'll just sit there and talk for like an additional two and it's really fun I love doing that kind of thing. And so I finished cooking and you know, the, the, the recipe didn't take that long. It was only like a two hour part of the stream that I was actually cooking, maybe less. And, uh, uh, everybody there was, you know, there's still a lot of people there. There's a lot of people actively chatting and there was this whole meme going on about me eating cheesecake. 
So I just grabbed a chair, sat down, and, and ate a slice of cheesecake while talking. And, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And then um, I had been having this issue all stream where, like, my switcher kept, like, turning off the audio and I would have to, I would have to activate and de or deactivate and reactivate it in OBS to like get the audio back. So I was like, Oh, you know, uh, I don't really have a lot more to talk about, but they didn't want me to end the stream. So I was like, the next time the audio cuts out, that's when we'll end the stream. So I just kept talking until eventually the audio cut out and I was like, all right, sweet. Bye. But I, I love doing that kind of thing where I just get to like sit there and talk or do something weird for a while after the stream ended. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Chat was chat was really active. I was uh, I was enjoying it. So I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you kept kept going. Yeah, well, I really like doing that kind of thing, because, uh, again, like my favorite part of like the streams is like interacting with my chat. It's it's like the most fun part. So whenever I can just like turn off the game and chat like that's that, that's that's even more fun than actually playing the game a lot of the time. Uh, so I was all for it um nice but you know unbeknownst to you the like cheesecake thing has spawned a bit of a meme in my chat really a every time i'm getting ready to wrap up a stream they tell me to eat a slice of cheesecake i love it uh, have you have you obliged no no because i told them i was like i can't make this a regular thing on the channel because cheesecake ain't cheap and i don't want to keep buying cheesecake to satisfy your desire to watch me eat cheesecake. That would be kind of like like a funny bit where like you end every stream eating a piece of cheesecake. If I could afford it, I'd be all for it. I fucking love cheesecake, but that shit ain't cheap. You should start making your own. That's true. I could do that. Next Captain's Kitchen, you're making uh, you're making cheesecake while wearing a maid's dress. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oh man. So while I was while I was watching um watching that that Captain's Kitchen, I uh I had a bit of an observation and you you may have heard this question. It it's it's fairly popular. It's been floating around the internet and radio and such. Um much in the same way as um, the the one you hate, the is a hot dog a sandwich? But oh boy, here we go. Yeah, well, now hold on, hold on. I, I, it's not so much the actual question that I'm gonna pose to you, um, because I think like 99% of people all have the same answer, so it's not really a huge debate. But the question is, what is your favorite burner to use on the stove? Bottom right. Yeah. Yep. And I noticed that during during the stream. And it's also well, you and I've sent memes. You know, I've talked about this before. Like you and I've sent memes to each other about this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm 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 sure we probably have. Like I said, it it. It's floated around the Internet a lot. But the the thing that I think is interesting is that it is also my favorite burner. One, because that's a that's one of the large burners on my stove. I've got two large and two small. But yeah, me too. But I like the front right or bottom right, if you will. For. The fact that it has it puts the middle ground in between the burners where you have the spoon rest to the left of whatever you're cooking. And I'm left handed so I can just set it down. On the left side, I don't have to like reach over. So to me, it's a little bit weird that it seems like everyone likes that that bottom right even though the majority of people are right-handed i mean in my case i have counter on the right side of my oven so i can just put my spoon on the on the right side of the oven i mean i do too but i mean i think i think a lot of people keep their spoon rest on top of the stove is that is that not a thing 
I don't know. I haven't run a poll. <laughs> well, that's our next poll. But I just I, I thought it was interesting. Not so much um, the not so much the burner that you chose, but the fact that I like that burner for a completely different reason and a reason that I would think would make using that burner inconvenient for for a lot of people. But yeah, I just. uh yeah, I was curious what your take was on that. I don't I don't have a reason for it. It's just like the one that I default to. I, I think it's just there's something in our brain that conditions us to default to that one for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just like grew up watching like my mom and dad use that burner because I know. um, I know that was like the default burner growing up, so. Maybe just through observation, I I learned that that was that was like the one to use. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, it never really crossed my mind that it was easier for me to use that one until I thought uh, I was watching Started you thinking about it. Yeah, and gave it a little more of a deep dive. So yeah, that that question i think has a little more functionality to it than uh just debating debating what category a hot dog falls into debating semantics is a dumb fucking question yeah yeah it it certainly can be although people do get very heated over that well anyway what do you got going on for the rest of the week um rest of the week um i've got a uh i've got a a supplier in town um on thursday so we've got uh my sales team's got like a a work meeting with uh with the supplier at at a pretty decent restaurant here in town so nice um thursday will be pretty lit um my boy brian will be there so hopefully something uh something good comes out of that um but actually speaking about uh by the way that's i think that's all i've got going on the rest of the week kind of boring um nice but speaking speaking about having a supplier in town i um not it's not just my company um all 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 the the distributors have this pop-up where um uh suppliers will be in town visiting whatever market you're in and um a lot of time they uh they they like to meet the sales reps and do like a like a ride along where you like drive them around to some of your accounts and they like see your territory and they talk up the product to the account um sure and typically uh my my accounts don't usually suit these type of things very well um our uh our biggest accounts our biggest supplier um they're like they used to work for our company they those brands pretty much sell themselves um so they don't do ride-alongs with us but sometimes we'll get someone like directly from a winery out in like california like uh in town and they wanna they wanna see see what what the market looks like and um this was a couple months ago my boss was like hey so um come july we uh i want i want you to take part of the the ride along and i'm like oh fuck like oh this is a lot of pressure like this is make the company look good yeah make the company look good like where can I take this person? And they, you know, they want you to 
they want you to take them ideally to places that, you know, like either have the product, some of the products already and love it or um, or take them to some place that doesn't have the product so that we can sample it with them and they can really talk it up and uh, we could make some sales out of it. Well, makes sense. Um, I, I had I had a couple of the items in a couple of my accounts and they, they sell really well at one of them. And the rest of them, like, do not move like they they've just sat there for like over a year, like not selling. Oh, epic. So I'm like, God, where am I going to take these people? And then my boss is like, so um, it could be Barbara. And I'm not going to say her last name. Um, that's the but she like her last name she is like the family that owns the winery. And, oh, even more pressure. And the winery is in Italy. Like, so I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've got this. I've got this family member whose family owns a winery in Italy coming to our town and is going to be riding in my car with me. Like, what the hell do I talk about? What am I going to say? Where am I going to take them? I can't take her to places that are like, oh, this is shit. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know if you care anymore, but I won't, I won't say the name of the town. Um, but uh, not the big nice town that, we uh i i live near but the uh the the sketchier one next door that is not yeah. that is not so nice um a lot of my accounts that are able to buy it are are in that town <laughs> and um cuz usually chains can't buy it that stuff needs to be like corporate mandated you know like when we worked at world market like we wouldn't yeah, just sense. we wouldn't just be able to walk in and like sell to them. Um so like my coworker Brian and I are joking around like here we are like riding around in my car or he drives like a minivan that's got like car seats in the back and he's like yeah, we're going to have this this winery owner and we're going to be like taking her around and I'm like yeah, she's going to be like what is we cash checks mean and i'd have to be i'd have to be like okay so some people still get paper checks for their compensation from their job and some of those people don't have bank accounts and like just like totally fucking blow this nice italian lady's mind but um it ended up being um i ended up just riding around with a guy that was uh he he worked for the supplier. I didn't actually get Barbara. Um, okay, good. But Lee, that's, that's a little less pressure. Yeah, it was definitely a lot less pressure. Lee was really cool. Um, and uh, we managed to get sales everywhere we went. So it was awesome. And apparently he had good things to say about not only myself, but also Brian and the rest of our sales team. So, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome, but that was like super fucking scary thinking about. Um, and that happened. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would not want that responsibility. <laughs> yeah. That happened within the last two weeks. Um, so I am, I'm thankful to have that experience over with and, out of the way for the first time and I'm glad it went well, but I still don't particularly want to do that again anytime soon. I don't blame you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? Anything, anything going on later this week? Not really. Um, I mean, I, I guess I'm just gonna have another pro, uh, a super productive couple weeks. I just had a super productive couple weeks. You know, I finished my demo reel. I sent you a, uh, 
uh, an incomplete version, but it is not that different from the version I saw show you. So you can uh, inform the audience that it's extraordinarily poggers. It it honestly was. You did you did a really good job. Um, Thank you. I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yeah. No, I mean that you you really did a good job, and um, I mean I won't like I won't post it publicly because at least the copy you sent to me had like your personal information, personal in information. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't like show it public. I did show it on stream with like that kind of information censored and they, they, they were all pretty into it too, but yeah, I'm very happy with how it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. You did, you did a really good job. So, um, good on you that, uh, hopefully that, that furthers your, uh, your career along. That's the dream. And then, um, just yesterday, I recorded a video, so I'm going to spend the rest of the week, you know, editing that. Nice. Nice. Which video is this? The uh, one that I have not revealed yet. Oh, okay. When, uh, when's that going to drop? Do we, do we have an idea? I don't know. It shouldn't take me too super long to edit. In my practice run-throughs of the script, it only took me about half an hour to read it, so... I would imagine it, it's, you know, between 30 to 40 minutes long, and that shouldn't take me more than, like, a month at the most, hopefully. But, you know, you never know. I have some complex edit ideas. I don't know how, I don't know how much time they're going to add on to it, so who really knows? But, you know, I'm going I'm to be working at it. It'll be out as soon as it can be, really. Nice. Nice. Um, speaking, of, uh, speaking of furthering your career, um, before you moved, you uh, when you worked out here, uh, you know, you worked for the same company. You know that, but not everybody listening does. Um, my job took me into your old place of employment within the last two weeks. And um, I, uh, I ran into your old coworkers, Beth, and what is his name? I wrote it down. Um, Would it be Danny? It is Dave. Dave? Pretty sure he's Dave. He was, like, working the wine department, and he had, like, a, like a little hat on. But, <laughs> That's so nondescriptive, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I also thought it was weird that I ran into Beth's fiance, Sean, earlier that day. I run into him a decent amount, but I ran into like both of them separately in the same day. Um, but Beth and pretty sure his name was Dave. Um, they both say hello and they hope you're doing well. And um Beth asked how this podcast was going and then uh, possibly Dave was like, wait, you guys have a podcast and like asked like what it was about. And so we talked about it for like a hot second. So I thought that was kind of cool. I see. Well, if Dave, if you're listening, if your name is Dave, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I can't think of who you are right now. I, I might just be blanking on your name. I'm not great with names. So. Yeah, yeah. So leave us a comment and tell us if your name is actually Dave. Yeah, I um got now I wish you still worked there because I could have interacted with you. But uh eh, when you lived out here I saw you once a week, so that was that was probably enough. Yeah. Well, the speaking of seeing people not that often, the viewers will now not see us for the next two weeks. That is correct. Bye. Bye.